This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we take a closer look and dig a little deeper into this week's sermon. What's going on, Bible nerds? We're talking about Acts 8 today, so let's take a closer look. Let's do it. If you attended a gathering, you know, yesterday, you'll you'll know that I started out by saying I wanted to talk about hypocrisy. Yeah. Because um, I do think... I. I hear that idea so commonly, just that it's it's commonplace that everybody in America, just about that's not a Christian, thinks Christians are hypocrites. Yeah. Um, now, I'll also, to be fair, it's the easiest attack. It's low hanging fruit for mm-hmm. us. So, I mean, I get that. I'm aware of all of it, but. I wanted to talk about it because I do think when you, when people read about the message of Jesus, I think predominantly they probably go to Matthew. Yeah. Strictly because it's the book that opens the New Testament. Right. It only takes five chapters to get to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Right. It becomes pretty clear that most Christians, especially the ones that end up in the spotlight, don't look like the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. So just be nice. Yeah. Like, it's it's really not that hard. And the reason I brought that up was not necessarily because I think this text talks about that. This text has absolutely really nothing to do with hypocrisy or any of that. But what it does have to do is that the, the message of the proclamation of Jesus must be accompanied by a sign or wonder. Mm-hmm. That there must be something tangible with it. This is why yeah. it's so impressive when Jesus says to Thomas, Have you believed only because you've seen? Sure. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Mm. There I mean, don't think that there's not beauty and everything to that. And so with this one specifically, I think this is a moment where you said it great this morning in our gathering. That, that a people of an enchanted world needed an enchanted sign yeah. to accompany a message. Mm-hmm. Well, people in this world may not need that. Right. There are some people that do, mm-hmm. but then again, there are some that don't. It, it goes back to being all things to all people, I think. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Just being able to give the message of Jesus to people the way that they need it. And accompany whatever sign or wonder, whether that be clothes or food or miraculous healing or an exorcism or what have you, accompanying a need that it, accompanying the message of Jesus with the need. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That. So this is what the text says. And this is why I put it in that way. And I love the way you said it because. In an enchanted world, they ended an enchanted sign. Mm-hmm. We're about to meet Simon the Magician, or as some tra- traditions and translations have called him. Now, those who were scattered went from place to place proclaiming the word. That was uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 4. Now we're in verse 5. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah to them. The crowds with one accord listened eagerly to what was said by Philip, hearing and seeing the signs that he did. 
For unclean spirits crying with loud shrieks came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed or lame were cured. So there was great joy in that city. Uh, actually, before we get to Simon, I want to talk about this. Okay. When we were doing Lectio, Lectio Divina, uh, our prayer practice at the gathering that we were at this morning, like majority of the room was captivated around the idea of joy. Mm-hmm. I think it says two things. Number one, we need we need more joy in our lives. Yeah. Like clearly, uh, there's some joy deficiency uh, in this world. More specific, well. No, in the world collectively. In the world collectively, but more so what I was, what I was getting at is I think it feels heightened in this specific world because of gosh darn media. Yeah, because of the media. We are blasted with so much news and tragedy all day. Yeah. So that when we were doing Lectio, verse 8, so there was great joy in that city was just magnificent. Like that, that was what everybody's mind was drawn towards. And here's what I think. Is that is that city filled with great joy because people are getting miraculously healed? Absolutely. Yeah. Is that city filled with great joy because God's at work and things are happening? Absolutely. But can God not be at work in miraculous healing but still be present and at work in ways that brings great joy to a city because of the way in which people of God act within that city? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that. How about how about we just all act like Jesus and maybe we can live in that joy all the time? <laughs> yeah, or, or just maybe let's just start with being nice. Yeah. I get so frustrated. Well, I get so frustrated that the Karens in the world are primarily embodied by middle-aged Christian white women, which is real unfortunate. Now, to be fair... I mean, we are only talking about half of the possible genders because we're talking about women yeah. when we say Karens. But there's also Kevins. Well, there are. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there are. Those no, as well. no shade to our dad. Yeah, but they, that they is do. also a thing. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, I I brought this up today too in, in gathering. Um. I have a friend, very dear friend of mine, no longer identifies as a Christian. Um, and she tells me all the time, she's like, the only reason I keep you around is because even though you're a Christian, you never make me feel disrespected for any choice that I make that's contrary to any view you have. Mm-hmm. And you're nice to me. Yeah. You are kind. You put crap in my attic. You bring the garbage cans in from the street. You take the trash out. Like, yeah, I just be kind. It's really not that hard. Yeah, I, I say this all the time. Like, being kind really is not that difficult. Yeah. And I really do think that if we could go about and just do, like, just, uh, heck, I think the world might be, I don't, do not quote these statistics. I'm rambling. But I think the world could be, like, maybe 30% better if people were just considerate. Like, I don't yeah. even need you to be kind. I just need you to not be a jerk. Yeah. I just need you to think, oh, wait, if I pull out right now, I might really upset that person. Mm-hmm. That. 
It, yeah. Like, there are easy ways to bring about great joy in the city. The only way is not miraculous healing. Yeah. Proceeding on with Simon the Magician. Now, a certain man named Simon had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he was someone great. All of them, from the least to the greatest, listened to him eagerly, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they listened eagerly to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. So once again, you have a person with a sign. Mm -hmm. And a sign accompanies the message. Right. Correct? Okay. Mm. Verse 12. But they believed Philip who is proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ when they they were baptized, both men and women. Okay, Clayton, what is contrasted by Philip and Simon in this moment? It ended in baptism. Uh, oh, that's very different. It did end in baptism. That's true. Yeah. But more so in the parallel story. So... Right, let me just but when they believed Philip, who was proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God, Simon mm -hmm. was not proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God. What was he proclaiming? Um, he didn't proclaim anything. They called him a man, or this man is the power of God that is called great. He didn't actually proclaim anything. I mean, it doesn't say, but how did they didn't just make that up for him? I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm sure he coached them along. I'm sure. Um. I mean, maybe. We don't know. Great. The power of God that is called great. Versus what does Philip proclaim? Good news. Mm. The kingdom of God. Um... Simon's message is one of kingly oppression. It's power and greatness. It's mm. about the king, the monarch, the person at the top. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Philip comes proclaiming a message of hope. The word euangelion, the Greek word for good news, was a political word in use dating back, I mean, think, beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, yeah. says the prophecy of Isaiah, um, are beautiful upon the mountain. Are those that you know bring good news? Uh, anyways, it's been around a long time, uh, but it was a political word. And when a when a new political ruler would be instituted, people would begin to shout. Mm. Good news, good news. Yeah. And it would be because the hope, the hope is that this king, this ruler will bring about liberation. Yeah. This one will care for me. Yeah. I will be liberated. And so when the text draws us out that he's preaching the good news, this means that this is a message for the common folk. Yeah. Simon is doing magic and proclaiming and having people say about him that he's a man of power from a God called great. Whereas Philip is doing signs and wonders that are helping people 
and mm. proclaiming good news. Mm. Which one sounds like good news, Clayton? Phillips. Yeah, this is not hard. Yeah. You just have to see the parallel stories. Verse 14. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed to them for they might receive the Holy Spirit. Before we keep going. So, yeah. Actually, can we pause for a second? Mm -hmm. Why did we skip over verse 13? Mm. Even Simon himself believed after being baptized. He stayed constantly with Philip and was amazed when he saw the signs and great miracles that took place. Honestly, we skipped it because I overlooked it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, say whatever you want to say about it. I mean, it. it seems like in a true message of Jesus, in a well-presented message of Jesus, better mm -hmm. said, um, not only does it bring joy, but this is one of those instances, if you were correct in saying that this is a power metaphor, mm -hmm. it's flipping the power structure again. The man that went and proclaimed great power becomes the student. Becomes the student. Well, and he becomes the person in relationship. Right. Right. He follows with Peter. I or mean, Philip. with Philip. Um, and then was amazed at the great signs and wonders. Yeah, he becomes, he, he comes down into relationship instead of being placed on this pedestal. Right. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Okay. The reason I want to talk about 14, and that, I think that's why I skipped there and overlooked 13, was because you get Peter and John going to Samaria. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal, friends. Um, there's another story about Peter and John um, when they go to Samaria. It's recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 4. Mm. Uh, they do not seem very happy to be there. Yeah. That's because I made this comment in my story. Um, Samaritans are, for the Harry Potter fans, they're the mudbloods. They're the half human, half magic. They're the half Israel, half something else. Non-Israel. That's mm -hmm. what Samaritan is. Um, and it all comes from the post or exilic and post-exilic time. Go back, Ezra, Nehemiah, Ezra, and Nehemiah command mass divorce of any foreign women. This is all Samaritan issues around here. And they were just so oppressive, they isolated them to a city. Uh, I mean, they could leave, but that was Samaria. And faithful Jewish folk did not go to Samaria. Yeah, If they had to get on the other side of Samaria, they, they walked around. around. Yeah, They did not associate with these people. It is a big deal that Peter and John are going yeah. to Samaria from Jerusalem. I'm sure it makes it a lot easier having been there with Jesus already, but I'm sure that there's still like some uncomfortability oh, yeah. going into that society. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much. Well, and Peter. Yeah. Being the... The dude that he was. Yeah. Like, like yeah, he that that's not going down without a fight. No. Um verse 15. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They'd only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. 
before we do a team, there's going to be a lot of stuff here about the Holy Spirit. I don't really have time to do it, to work out all of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit stuff. But on Thursday of this week, on our other podcasts, or one of our other podcasts, Pints and Perspectives, we're going to be doing an episode on the Holy Spirit, and we will talk about these things there yeah. in depth yeah. while we drink great beer. So if you're interested in this conversation, you can go over there and find it uh, in a few days. Yep. Verse 18. Now, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money saying, give me also this power so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. So do you see he's... He's trying to buy the power. Yeah. The power metaphor is absolutely in play. Yeah. But Peter said to him, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain God's gift with money. Stop. That statement. Yeah. Well, actually, let me keep going. Verse, I'm going to pick back up in 20. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain God's gift with money. You have no part or share in this, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and the chains of wickedness. Simon answered, pray for me to the Lord that nothing of what you have said may happen to me. Now, after Peter and John had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, proclaiming the good news to many villages of the Samaritans. Lots of things at play here. Again, breakdown of the power metaphor. Oh, massive breakdown of the power metaphor. Yeah. Um, the point that I want to draw out of this is how many people do you think think that they can obtain God's gift with money? I don't actually know. Um, good question. I think I would call that a good question, but I don't actually know. I think it's most. And I think the way I can prove that without a statistic, granted, no statistic, is the prosperity gospel. Mm, fair enough. Um, I also think I can point to a lot of people who have preyed upon people who think they can buy their gift or buy God's gift for money. Mm. Not to name names, but there are some very large, famous pastors in Houston. Yeah. Also that like have used sleazy telemarketing and yeah. event quote unquote television and evangelism strategies in order to um, quote unquote reach people and only ask them for money about a hundred times on the television set, every service. Yeah. We also see that in the Catholic church in the middle ages too, the um, paying for penance. Yeah. 
The selling of indulgences is what led, not the idea of indulgence. This is a big thing. Right. So if you don't know, Martin Luther start, starts the reformation of the Catholic Church, which creates Protestantism. Um, Martin Luther started all of that with his 95 Theses. The 95 Theses began because Martin Luther had a problem, not with indulgences. But with the selling of indulgences. The selling of indulgences. The profit that the church was making off of quote, offering grace. When God and money become synonymous and or transactional, we've missed the point. And that is why I am so convinced that the best way for a modern and contemporary church to have a quote unquote sign and wonder is to flip the structure, to change the way in which we do it, where it's not that we give single digit percentages of our money away it's that we only keep single digit percentages of our money or we only don't use single digit percentages of our money for non-justice and care initiatives if god and money are transactional might we make it in the favor of god in the goodness of god